Welcome to Conversation Pace. This is Brian Rossetti. Got a couple quick housekeeping items related to our app. Recently, we enhanced cross training on Vidalo 2, so you can add your own activities and strength exercises. You can create sets when programming cycling, swimming, or strength training as well. We're seeing more and more multi sport athletes adopt our app for their training log, so we need to step up our game here. We're also learning how important cross training is in a runner's routine as well. So go check it out, and as always, let us know what you think and how we can improve. Okay, in episode 45, I spoke with Pietro Janenzi. Pietro lives in Brooklyn, New York, and completed his first marathon in Philadelphia in 2021. What got our attention, though, is not just the 234.56 finish, the fact that he's only been running for two years. Pietro is an all-around cool dude. He's a musician, project engineer, for an acoustic architectural design firm. He's also translated the VDOC calculator into Italian, which we love. Hope you enjoy our conversation. Pietro, welcome to the show. Thank you, Brian. Excited to be on here. So you're you're in Brooklyn. You live in Brooklyn now, but you're in LA at the moment, you said? Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm currently in LA now, but uh, Brooklyn is my base here in the u.s uh, i travel a lot back and forth from the east coast to the west coast uh, for work so i'm currently you caught me here in california today nice well it's good what's the weather better than new york yeah it's uh it's pretty hot uh good running weather right now good running Not too, too hard. yeah you got that's the, good you can get those early morning runs without freezing completely, which is uh, is nice sometimes. <laughs> what do you do for work? So what what sends you back and forth? Uh, I'm in uh, architectural acoustics, so I design recording studios and concert venues. Any any space that has music or is related to music, I I work in that building and designing those oh that's fantastic so i saw your electrical engineering that that's your background is that right so i'm actually a musician first i (laughs) upright and electric bass uh that's what i initially came to the u.s for to do music and uh, after college which i did in boston i uh, i've started working in designing acoustic treatments and i got more into architecture and now it's been about three years that i've been working in this uh, field which i really like like because it's it brings together a little bit of design engineering and music so it's kind of bring together all of my passions that's great. I was going to say musician. I, I misspoke. I should have started with musician first. And then I saw in your background, you had the the engineering and you're kind of bringing um, both worlds together there, which is really cool. Um, you play bass, right? Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Awesome. I've been, I was stalking you on Instagram, of course. So, <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm a big music fan. So I was, checking you out that's great so do you do, nice, do you nice. play gigs or do you mostly you're you're um busy with your full time with the architecture stuff i still play some gigs not as much as a couple of years ago also because covid these past right. years uh, canceled a lot of those so i pivoted a little bit during covid and now i'm more concentrating on the design work but i still uh, play gigs here and there I played two weeks ago at the Jazz Gallery in New York. So, yeah, I still try to keep it alive as much as possible. Nice. That's great. And where are you from originally? Uh, Rome, Italy. So that's where I grew up uh, till before college, basically. Nice. My family's originally from um, Gubbio and Arezzo. Nice. Yeah, I noticed the the last name. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. We we spent some time several years back. My brother actually got married in Perugia, 
Mm-hmm. Um, so we spent a few weeks traveling around. It was like, have to go back. Um, cause we actually didn't go to Rome. We were like Cinque Terre and we went through Chianti and family had a place in Florence. So we, there was just too many things. And unfortunately we didn't even get to see Rome. So, well, now you have a reason to go back <laughs> for sure. Cause Rome is a must see. Uh, of course yes my my dad's side of the family is actually from near perugia so i know that area very well too and it's beautiful there perugia spoleto yeah yeah Yeah, exactly oh man i'm went on some cool runs there especially in in tuscany on the dirt roads um such cool running with with a camera of course so there's a lot of stopping Mm -hmm. but um, so did you run at all growing up? I mean, were, was it sports at all? I'm just curious. Uh, running, not really. I did like my family is a pretty active family. So I kind of went through all the sports as a kid. I started with swimming. Then I did, uh, I played rugby through high school, um, uh, and also did some rowing in high school. And with my family, since I was a very young kid, we would go hiking in the mountains near Rome, in the Alps, we did a lot of skiing. Um, so, yeah, I was an active kid, but running came much later. Never really trained as a, as a kid. No football? Not much? Uh, with friends, yeah, on the weekends, but not, not really my main sport. Rugby was my main thing for sure. Wow. Okay. So no, um, we cheese. We were such like Baggio fans here. Uh, in my <laughs> family from uh, heartbreaking. Yeah. The nineteen what was the nineteen ninety four cup when it was in the states. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Devastating. How old are you? I don't know. If you were. I'm twenty six. Oh, okay. So you were cheese, man. So, yeah, yeah, I was in. I was just about to be born when that happened, <laughs> basically. That blows my mind. Um, yeah, that was, oof, I was 14. Um, devastating. I can still see my cousins all falling to the ground as <laughs> as he missed the penalty kick um, oh, against man. Brazil. Yeah, yeah, that was that was wild. That's um, football history right there. Yeah. I know. Okay, so not a football fan, or not, or at least you didn't you didn't participate more rugby. Mm-hmm. You yeah. rowing though, so that pretty active, right? Especially mm-hmm. like aerobically, and but but not running. So you you end up coming to the states for school for music school, or, or yeah, were you here before exactly. Yeah. No, I came for, uh, for school. Yeah, in two thousand fifteen, I arrived in the states uh, in Boston. And uh, for music, I went to Berkeley College of Music. And uh, during college, there wasn't really much running either because I was, uh, and actually not much sport because I was so busy with practicing and rehearsal. You know, music school is pretty intense. I guess, well, if you consider moving around between gigs and rehearsals with an upright bass on your back and uh, an electric <laughs> bass in your right arm and <laughs> like a, a bass amp in your left arm, arm and trying like through the Boston winter running. Yeah, that was <laughs> basically running. Wow. Boston's not my favorite. So did, did you like Boston? I actually loved it. Yes, I like that city. I haven't been back in like two years and uh, I miss it. So um, when you saw like when you were aware of the Boston Marathon, did you actually see it? Did did that have any role in terms of you getting started, or was that not until you got to New York? So I did see the Boston Marathon when I was there, and uh, it was a beautiful event, and it kind of sparked something, I guess, in the back of my mind. But it was more an idea; it never really yeah. translated into anything, and then. When I moved to the city, to New York, that's when I actually started running. Um, that was to the summer of 2019. 
so after school, I moved there, and uh, I was subletting a place uh, by Prospect Park. Um, I was lucky enough to find a place there, and so I would go to the park and started like jogging without uh, not much of a goal or anything. And then, you know, exploring a new new city, a new, a new place. I was looking around at activities to do, thing, things to see. And uh, I learned about the Brooklyn Half Marathon, which was happening in October that year. So that was October 2019. And I kind of signed up without uh, just like to see what it was. <laughs> and it was in Prospect Park. So I thought, okay, it's close to where I'm staying. Uh, it would be fun to meet people, see this event. And uh, I ended up running it in yeah, mid-October of that year. And honestly, I had, mm, had no idea what, how to train for it or anything. I was just kind of running when I felt like it, the, the months leading up to it. And I ran that and it was amazing. <laughs> just a, a a huge group of people like I never was part of a race like that you know 500 people or more I forget all meeting up at 6 a.m to run this it was beautiful all around Brooklyn and then I ended up finishing in 121 more or less um, wow without without too much strain how much were you running before that um Honestly, I don't know because I w wasn't even really tracking well, like my running. I, I would just go out and run for a little bit, like, I don't know, 40 minutes, 30 minutes. I I didn't have a, a GPS watch or anything. I used to use a little bit the Nike running app on my iPhone, but it was yeah very very kind of random so i i don't know even maybe three hours total a week four hours i i honestly really don't know yeah and, and no structure it was just you going out and running by the, how you yeah. felt yeah mm -hmm. i i wasn't really aware of interval training and all the different kind of training that now i know about um so at the end of the of that half marathon everybody was saying oh good job good job and uh, um it felt really nice and i saw that the 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 time was pretty good so i was like oh maybe if i try and get more into this and uh, learn more i could get better and this could be a little more serious and so after that i started the uh, researching like running training and started trying to have more structure to it and I signed up for another half marathon which was like a month and a half later mid uh, I think mid-December in Central Park and uh, that didn't leave too much space for training uh, between the two yeah and so uh, I ran that one, did the, basically the same exact time. I guess the course was a little harder because Central Park sure. has more hills, but basically the same thing. And then I signed up again for the beginning of February, uh, the Big Apple Half, which was uh, also in Central Park, and ran basically the same exact time once again. And in the meantime, I was trying to research more training and stuff like that and get more educated. But the time between each race was so short that uh, there wasn't really much improvement. I was just staying at the same level. Um, I didn't really understand at the time that training blocks uh, are longer and you need time to recover and rebuild and whatnot. So. <laughs> were you getting saying, were you frustrated at all by that like as you kept putting out the same time like maybe maybe i don't want to do this anymore or was it did that keep you know digging you did you get more and more into it at that point well it 
everything was happening pretty fast. So I wasn't really frustrated about it. I was just kind of getting out there to mm-hmm. get more experience, talk to people, uh, see what my body could do. It was very relaxed. I wasn't like, oh, I have to beat my time. If not, this is yeah, this is bad. It was just trying to gain more experience. And then, so that was beginning of February 2020. And then that's when COVID first hit and the whole shutdown happened. And I was like, damn, I'm just starting to, to, to get to races. And now they will be canceled for who knows how long. And I think that's really when I really started getting into running. Was, uh, so I switched to working from home. Uh, so I was in my small apartment in Brooklyn all day in my room, like working on my laptop. Unfortunately, my roommates had to leave the country during the pandemic. So I kind of uh, stayed alone in this apartment and running became my, as I think many people, my my daily those of outside world of sun of air you know right uh, just taking breaks between work and going outside even just walking and stuff and i feel like that's when my volume started going up because it was just every day i would get a little run go out and uh, also it created a, a space to be to think about things and it really um i felt i was in control of something because mm. during that time at especially at the beginning of lockdown nobody really knew what was going on i had news from italy that was yeah. really locked down my sister's a doctor so she was uh, sending me news from inside the hospital of what was going on here in the US it was different and i felt like with running it's the only, it was the only thing at the time where i could i knew that i could decide to put the effort into it i wouldn't really control the outcome of it but for sure at least i was in control of some something going outside and doing a run so on a mental level it it helped me Mm. that i think that's great Um, it's it's interesting the pandemic it seems like we saw so many great performances i think you sort of illustrated why just this there was less racing and more training going on Mm -hmm. um and um but it's cool to see that you um, sort of immersed yourself in the sport like this allowed you to kind of see the mental health benefits of it as well too mm-hmm. yeah definitely and again like at the time it, it i wasn't i didn't have any specific goals or checking paces because i was still learning a lot and i didn't know what my body could do or what what i should be training for so it it was just going out and getting runs in it wasn't until i started getting into the running community in new york that i discovered later that that year uh that i really got into training also i read a couple running books back then like in the summer of 2020 and that really helped with yeah did, the, you yeah. said you you read Daniel's running formula, right? Or you you maybe yeah. got got your hands on it for a bit. How did that come about? Uh, did- so so I I started looking up running clubs in New York just because I was running that much, and now I wanted to like, meet people with to run with, and so I found a Brooklyn Running Club and went to a couple sessions there in the summer of 2020 and uh this this person uh, told me about the jack daniels book so i got my hands on it and read that that was the first book uh, on running i read and really opened my, my mind to understand 
how the body actually reacts to training and how to structure a training block. It, it's really a fantastic book, I think, because it's, it's scientific and it's also easy to understand and to apply in your daily training. It's very practical. So that really opened uh, yeah, my knowledge to how to train, I think. That's great. And then so did you get in some races before you started to train for Philly? Like, was there more half marathons or were you doing other types uh, of races before you made that decision? Yeah, so uh, there wasn't really any half marathons happening at the time because all the events were basically cancelled that year. Uh, so it was kind of hard to race. But in October of 2020, I discovered the Orchard Street Runners, which is a is a group in Manhattan that meets on Tuesday nights and just does these uh, night runs through Manhattan and they organize uh, like unsanctioned races. So I did a couple of those. It's uh, some pretty crazy stuff <laughs> like uh, running at 2 a.m. in the morning uh, through Manhattan on a course that's not given to you until you're on the starting line. And you have to hit some checkpoints in Manhattan and find the fastest route. It's some some pretty uh, strange uh, organization. Or so, some other races, you would get uh, riddles like three days before the race <laughs> to solve. And those riddles would give you uh, a location in Manhattan or Brooklyn that represents one of the checkpoints. And then you have to string them all together. The problem is if you... If you get to the wrong answer of the riddle or can't solve it you're then left to yourself or you try and follow somebody that you think solved it or yeah so it it it, it was really fun and i did a couple of those races it's an amazing group uh the organizer joe does a great job he follows everyone with the bike and yeah creates these like black and white movies uh, on the races you have great photographers that follow too and there's some really fast people in the group and so i started also meeting more people that really inspired me and could give me a little bit of guidance and i would be following them so i did a couple of those races but no uh, and the, the the length of the races always varies it could be like six miles 10 12 miles it kind of not yeah it's it mm -hmm. i mean it's so it's so much fun there there's a lot of these organizers that have done you know brought so much creativity to events which i think mm -hmm. for a while people are kind of i think getting over you know doing the same types of races same course and so yeah that's it's really cool but it it's so you have that that now you've got a better training understanding in terms of like principles, how we train, then maybe Orchard Orchard made it kind of fun during the pandemic, especially, but then it also sounds like it started bringing out your competitive side maybe, or, or cause you were at least around more competitive runners mm -hmm. through Orchard and people running fast. So that was that combo sounds like a good spot for you mm -hmm. yeah because definitely i i needed uh to have the social part of it because for the first sure um, i'd say eight or nine months of running i literally run everything alone i never run with anybody the, i remember i'll never forget the first time i went to a tuesday night uh, on orchard street runners it was a group of I don't know, 20 people. And I never felt that way, like running in the city with 20 people. It it was a completely new feeling for me rather than running alone. And it changed a lot my my vision of it. And then every Tuesday, it would be this great run with fast people, like kind of a tempo workout at the end of the day, uh, which was okay. great. Mm -hmm. That's great. And then... Um... Talk to me about your progression from there 
Bailey, um, you just so everyone knows, and we've talked about, we'll talk about this in the the episode intro, and but you came on our radar when you ran two thirty four forty six at Philly, which was your debut marathon, and some of your quotes mm-hmm. kind of struck us. And that's why we reached out and we, we talked about your result on, on our social. Um, just what a time for a debut marathon. And then you saying, you know, you felt strong during it. You managed it very well. Um, for a first time marathoner, it was just really cool to see. Then you, I think you had said that you hadn't gone over 30 kilometers, um, prior or that was kind of new. So we were, just like, whoa, 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 <laughs> like, this is incredible. <laughs> and then I think you've only, you know, you had said it's only been a few years since you've even been running. So mm-hmm. we're super excited about your potential and wanted to learn more. So I'd be curious to hear kind of now you're in a, in a groove. You found a good group in Orchard Street. I, I did see you, by the way, in that last mile of Philly. Oh, really? Um, Nice. Yeah, I remember the big orange. You can't miss that big orange OSR jersey. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I do remember seeing you, and then um, I didn't think much of it afterwards because I didn't know who you were. And but I I recognized the jersey, mm-hmm. and and I've yeah. met Joe before, um, and know some people in that group. But um, so. Then I saw the picture later when you had talked about your result and it all put it together. But you were like in beast mm-hmm. mode in that last mile. Was that a fast <laughs> mile for you? Just curious. Uh, the last mile, no, it was basically the same, was same even? speed. As, yeah, it was pretty even. But I, I was uh, kind of struggling in the last mile. I won't lie. Uh, to keep it <laughs> even, I had to push quite a bit. It's not like I arrived uh, with no sweat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think uh, people people often don't realize that. Like, as your body tires to to keep it even, it almost feels like you're picking it up throughout. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. just slightly because that's the thing. It's 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 a, a kind of an art to to run evenly. And to kind of perfect that and to run negative is, is even harder. You've got to feel like you're really picking mm-hmm. it up as your body tires, but you looked strong. I'll, I'll say that I, I can remember. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that orange Jersey. So talk about, talk about the progression. Then you're doing workouts with orchard. Mm-hmm. How much are you running then? Like, are you even getting into mileage or have you always just like to keep it kind of loose and, less structure because it's more fun that way i'm just curious so uh when i uh, when i got more uh, into it with orchard that at that point i got a watch got a garmin watch and i started getting into mileage and kind of naturally i mean not paying too much attention to it I was saying it was growing pretty steadily. I got to like 60 miles, 70 miles a week. So I was doing that for a while and uh, for a couple months. Then I, like in late spring of 2021, I I realized I never run a 5K. Everybody's like, how in the hell, (laughs) like, what does that mean you never run a 5K? I mean, I had run that distance distance a million times, but not as a race. So then I saw uh, Trials of Miles were organizing this uh, um, race at the Icon Stadium in, mm-hmm. in New York that everybody told me was an amazing, is an amazing facility. So I signed up for that and I ran my first track 5K and uh, that was good. And then what I did you do? What did you run in the 5K? I I think I did uh, 16, 24, something like that. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not really fast on short, I realize. I, that's one thing I want to get better at. Uh, but it was cool to, to run on the track, completely different experience. 
because also I, I didn't really put too much time into track workouts just because I prefer to run on the roads and also I didn't really have a group that uh, run on track much okay. I'm trying to get more into that now um, but so I did that 5k in the in spring of 2021 and then a couple of weeks after the organizer reached out to me to pace one of the 5k's that was coming up again at the Icon Stadium so I did that uh, I faced like a 17 minute 5k which was super cool to have that experience as a pacer um, and then at that point I was like okay uh, I did a short distance run I had done those three half marathons at the time uh, so I signed up for another half marathon, uh, which was the Queens half marathon. I think it was May or June of 2021. I ran that and it was pretty low attendance because it was still COVID regulations. There was different waves and stuff. And I ran a 115 there. Um, so finally, my half marathon PR went down uh, a year so and a half one, later. One fifteen in in Queens. Yes, so the, in the, May. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the just quickly the one or the sixteen twenty four comes out to like two thirty seven marathon equivalent V dot equivalent, and then the one fifteen is about a two thirty six. 53 marathon equivalent that's 62.9 v dot so coming in close to what you ended up running but a little bit slower equivalent mm -hmm. so you're still do you think that's like you said you're just stronger you're finding that you're stronger for the marathon or you just keep getting you were getting fitter right up to to philly i think i was ramping up my training so after i did the 115 that that's kind of, I clicked there. I was like, okay, the, I, I, I see I can get better and faster if I actually yeah. put training to it. Uh, <laughs> so let me, let me see what I can do. And finally, a couple months after that, uh, in summer, uh, I still didn't have the goal of running a marathon, but in the summer I was like, okay, I know I can run a half that with that time let me just throw myself into a, this whole new distance and see what happened so beginning of august i signed up for philly and at that time i still wasn't sure if i actually could do it was gonna do it and it was still kind of a dream in the in the drawer as we say i don't know and uh, <laughs> And that's that's the comment I wrote the on at the end of August. So that it's two months and a half from Philly. Um, I ran my first long run because I I actually got a a V dot plan to uh, to train for Philly. So I had my first uh, twenty mile long run at the end of August. And I I remember it was this super humid day. I was <laughs> upstate New York, um, and uh, also I had I, I didn't really know about nutrition in long runs, hydration, whatever. So it was a Sunday. I go out to the Ashogan Reservoir that has a nice flat trail around it. I parked the car there drank some water before but I had no gels no nothing and I decided to do like an out and back 10 miles and 10 miles and and didn't have a gold pace or whatever so I started going kind of a steady steady state pace mm. and finished the 20 miles around six minute mile pace or a little slow wow. six six ten without really thinking about it. And I finished finished the run and I was like, I had no clue this was 
possible like i could do this like my body could wow hold this like that i was extremely thirsty because <laughs> it was very very humid but other than that it felt fine i mean it felt like a huge effort but nothing nothing i don't know crazy you said six minutes or, or six ten or somewhere in that range. Let me see, because my mile and kilometer conversion is not great yet. <laughs> oh. It was uh, like 350 a kilometer, which... Uh, right, so be closer to, to 610. Um, yeah, 610, six, yeah, I think 610, 615. Yeah, because six-minute mile is 343, I think. So. Yeah, 610 yeah, so miles, 350. Um, okay, yeah, so six. But it was in the heat. And humidity so i was just thinking like that's a pretty big this was in august you said yeah august okay mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and was that so you still had one more probably big long run after that then right i had a couple more after that so that was yeah. the first one that i realized i could actually do it that's when my mind said okay i'm actually racing uh, i'm actually going to do this marathon before then it was just an idea when i finished that long run I, it was like okay this can happen so after that i put two big months in of uh, training and i was doing like 90 95 miles a week at this point oh wow uh, okay yeah, and you're so, and staying healthy and it sounds like you like the high the high volume yeah i i didn't have any like real injuries or anything i mean some the legs were tired for sure <laughs> but uh, shocking uh, no no real injuries luckily and, and are you so pietro are you doing anything else besides running and working i mean anything to support recover cross train are you like also still learning about mobility or strength is anyone guiding you on that stuff uh i mean i'm going to the gym sometimes doing some mobility work but as as you said even now i'm i'm like a hundred percent in the learning process i feel like i have so much stuff to understand about wow. my body and what parts are uh, need to get more exercise different exercise recovery nutrition definitely that training cycle for the for philly taught me a lot uh even about nutrition i feel and recovery and sleep uh but yeah definitely need to learn a lot and would love to get some more guidance from a coach or sure you know i'm still yeah evolving and seeing what, what were some next yeah yeah no we, we can certainly help you there um where or, or what were some of your favorite workouts like were there any workouts that you looked forward to in mm -hmm. in your plan or they like was fun because they it was new i'm guessing a lot of the workouts you saw were new so that's kind of exciting mm -hmm. i know a lot of athletes like oh i gotta do this threshold session again you know they've done it thousands of times but um was it kind of exciting for you because you felt like man there's a real purpose and these feel right or was it was it a grind you know kind of getting through or both <laughs> no i think you're you're definitely right the the fact that most of the workout i never even tried before each time it was like okay I'm discovering this new workout. Let me see what how how you to approach it and try to see how it goes. And uh, definitely like the longer, like the long run workouts. Uh, those are for sure some I like, even because I'm again I'm slow on short distances. So doing like 400 meter repeats for me is really hard. I feel like I can't go fast. Uh, so 20 mile long runs with uh, 
longer intervals in between like mile repeats within the within the long run or stuff like that is something I really like or like six to eight mile tempo within the long runs those I like and also I had uh, two friends that were training for Philly at the time too and they're guys that have done 10 marathons before so th they were giving me some good workouts to do and at least uh, some some guidance to follow it really helped that's great and so okay so now get us close it, it sounds like heading into the race based on things the way they were going i think first and foremost you just wanted to finish and get that first one under your belt but it sounds like you did have a sense that you could run around 235 or at least sub 240 i think you noted right mm -hmm. yeah yeah for sure I, I went into the race uh knowing that anything could happen because countless people had told me like your first marathon anything can happen maybe at mile 10 you get a stomach cramp and that's and it's done or <laughs> already finishing finishing the race is the number one priority because that's not even a given uh, uh, even if you did some 22 mile 23 mile long runs it doesn't mean you'll be able to finish the race so <laughs> that was my first thing and uh, but given some of the long runs I had done yeah I had the feeling that 240 245 was a realistic time I could hit if everything went smoothly during the race so in my head that was the pace uh, I wanted to go for and also in the back of my mind I had a little faster goal which was uh, just for ease of uh, mathematics so to speak <laughs> uh, keep a keep a six minute mile pace which I don't know exactly what it gives, but I think uh, 236, 237, something like that. If you do straight up six minute miles all the way through, <laughs> because uh, so in my head, I could do like six, 12, 18, 24 minutes, etc. on the mile markers on the race. That was my fastest uh, goal in my head, I think. Well, you got quite a quite below. Yeah, six would be 237, 18. Um, mm -hmm. I'm cheating a little bit here. I've got the calculator always open, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but 237. Yeah. So mentally that was a good way to look at it. Right. Also, I mean, to run five, you know, sub six is, is pretty, it could be a little scary, you know, that's, that's flying. Um, so you come into the race, that's kind of your goal. Sounds like you ran. I don't have your half split in front of me, but it, it sounds like you ran pretty evenly, right? Yeah, I think I ran like a 117 20 half. So, wow. Yeah, so, basically, perfect. Yeah, I can pull it up, I think. Uh, so, you were 234 46. So, it sounds like you were almost identical. It's a pretty. Yeah. Did you like the course? I was actually out there. You got a pretty good day, right? Not too much yeah. wind. Temperature was great. Yeah, conditions were uh, were perfect. Uh, it wasn't too cold because the race started early. I think at 7 a.m. start. So getting out there at 6.30 a.m., I thought it would be a lot colder. Uh, but perfect conditions, sunny, not too much wind, as you said. and. Honestly, on race day, everything went as perfect as, as I could have imagined. My my mom actually flew in from Italy for the, the race and my girlfriend flew in from uh, Los Angeles. So I had like the best support. Oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah, it was incredible. Just for that, I felt I had to break the world <laughs> record of, of it. Like, you know... <laughs> flying all the way from those places in between their work and whatever they have going on you know it was such an honor for me 
and uh, so yeah I started uh, like on the start line I had these two friends I was mentioning before they were going for to uh, 230 which was uh, too fast for me I didn't want to go out with them because I knew it would be it would uh, kill me later so I started the race and in, within the first mile uh, this guy uh, came to me and asked uh, what I was going for I said 240 and he was going for that pace too and then we found two other guys so there was a group of four people going around uh, a little a, like 240 but we were actually going a little faster than that pace and uh, the whole first part through the downtown it was the four of us keeping that pace like 555 558 uh, a mile and it was great the the crowds were amazing and uh, i felt pretty relaxed the the whole like first i don't know 16 miles uh, more or less because also this friend of mine always told me the first 20 miles is just a warm up just <laughs> think think of it as a warm up if you're feeling yeah. tired at any point it means you're doing the wrong thing so i was trying to run the more relaxed i could the whole time and also just the crowds give you so much energy to to keep that pace and uh, run smoothly and yeah it's a good way to scare people like that are doing a marathon like the race i think jack always says the race starts at 18 you know so mm -hmm. if you're not feeling good then <laughs> but then i always worry about telling people that because if they're not feeling good pretty early then they're like oh man i didn't even get mm -hmm. to the start of the race i'm not even close <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then it could spiral like it gets out of control um and you could just get real negative then because obviously in a marathon, sometimes people feel terrible first half and then all it comes together for whatever reason. And the second half, if, if they can be strong mentally out there and keep plugging away and you never know in, the, in that race. But um, so, yeah, that, I mean, it's a good I'm glad you were. It sounds like you were the 240, but you guys were always going a little bit quick right but it it didn't uh get you in the end yeah we were going a little bit quick and also uh since i i didn't really know how to pace the whole thing i was really glad to find this group of people that knew what they were yeah. doing i guess and stick with them and even though they were going slightly faster i felt it was relatively smooth so i decided to stick with them and we were together until mile 20 i think something like that um like also through the part where you get less crowds in the in the park so i think like after miles between mile 16 and 20 it's you're more isolated i feel it's it's more mental like really to get into the concentration of the last part of the race and it was good to have a group there and we continued doing even splits. Then around mile 20, the, the group kind of broke down. And uh, by that point, I was kind of alone, but I knew it was the, the last six miles, the, the, like the hardest ones. So I was just concentrating on, on finishing the race. And I feel at that time, the group was uh, like, you need less a group at that time because you're so focused on on finishing your own performance and you did the first part together uh, where you have to just be relaxed at, at the end of the race uh, you're getting tired your legs are are saying <laughs> stop it and uh, you just have to focus <laughs> to 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 finish it so <laughs> yeah it's a it's a mental mental grind um so you finish it, it sounds like um overall an incredibly positive experience and i don't want to put pressure on you but we're excited now for the second of course um <laughs> thank you yeah so I feel like 
maybe maybe I just got lucky on the one day. <laughs> but uh, well, with the weather, I think you did. You know, that's mm-hmm. you're you're. If you do many marathons, you're. It's really hard to to get a day. You know, eventually you're going to get a day where it's just not ideal. Unfortunately, for the marathon, that's that's kind of. I don't know. I shouldn't say trouble, but it's just not ideal. It's not an excuse. Just the race is that long and weather's going to play a big factor. If it's a little bit off, you're always walking a fine line in, in that race. So, um, it's tough, but man, yeah, you've got, it's like, I'm laughing at all the, everything just works so well. You're like, this is easy. The marathon, that's easy. Um, just <laughs> went feel perfect like the as you said the whole day felt like it couldn't have gone better and i was super happy about the performance and kind of surprised that uh, like i know i could do 245 but when i saw like 234 i was like okay okay <laughs> <laughs> nice that's serious that's serious um so you said maybe you didn't say i think i read that you want to work towards sub 230 um is that is that your goal is are you super motivated to do that now or so what where are we going to see mm-hmm. you next yeah so this year i signed up for chicago marathon because i decided i want to do the the six majors the six world majors so chicago is going to be the first one and uh, yeah i'm looking at breaking 230 in that one so uh right now i don't really have too many races lined up really just training and doing small events uh, around like i did another osr race two weeks ago um but yeah my main goal for the year is chicago in october okay great well you're once we air this, you might get some coaches reaching out to you who, who want to work with <laughs> you. Cause it's, yeah, it's exciting. Uh, so much potential and just fun to work with an athlete who shows such promise and, um, you know, such a newbie to the sport. So it's, it's really cool. Um, thanks for sharing Pietro and, uh, oh, thank you. Best of luck. Much, yeah. Keep us posted on your progress. Man. Okay. Fantastic. Yes, I will. All right. Ciao. Ciao, ciao. Grazie. I've been